0: Okay, we're in a new this series called The Increased Life. And we've been looking at the book of Daniel. And uh, it it's it's been enlightening to see what this we, we talked about if we learn, if we're humble, and if we try. And this morning we're gonna talk about if we trust. If we trust. And we're gonna look at Daniel 3. And uh, Um, you know and I want to give you some context because maybe you're here for the first time here this morning you've missed out on the other parts and I urge you to go back and have a look at those but maybe you need to just to understand what the context of the book of Daniel is all about the nation of Israel has been captured by Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar is the ruler now the Babylonians are the most powerful empire the world has ever seen. And King Nebuchadnezzar is the most powerful and um, cruelest uh, ruler the world has ever seen as well. So this is 600 years before Jesus Christ comes and uh, and the book of Daniel is based in two sections. first six chapters are pretty much a story and historical. The second six chapters are more prophetic and quite symbolic and it's... it's uh, Bit more difficult to read that if you if you don't understand much about that. We're looking at the young Hebrew boys been taking uh, slaves into Babylon. They've been taken into the king's palace and they've been trained and raised up as servants in the king's house. And, and they stunned everyone. It's Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, and we're we're looking at even though they've got had difficult situations, their lives are increasing as they go along and uh, as, as they sh- choose God, I guess, in this, in this journey. You know, in the midst of fear and persecution, an overwhelming challenge and even threat of death. And we're going to look at that this morning in Daniel 3. We'll, we'll look at how they are threatened with their lives and in fact were even tried to be killed in, in this um, story. Let me start you with this thought. In life, when things are going really well, it's so easy to trust God, isn't it? It's only when the wheels fall off our life, when things start to get turned upside down, when we come under pressure, when difficult things happen, when when we're not sure what is going on, we're under all those sorts of, of uh, persecution or problems or feeling overwhelmed, and, and often our response to that is, "Where are you, God? Where are you in all this?" What's going on in my life? And, and pretty much this is what this story will be this morning, you know, about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And uh, they survived the first threats on their life when they were taken to slavery. And then last week we looked at Daniel 2 when they um, uh, threatened to be killed as part of the wise group men. And uh, and, and they prayed and, and God came through for them, which was fantastic. And... Uh, Uh, And and even their lives increased as a consequence of that difficulty as they chose God. Okay, set that up, I think. Um, Let me read this to you. This is something I want you to really listen to, and I'll I'll repeat it, I think. True freedom and trusting God in our lives as Christians is found in the region beyond the place where we simply receive the answers to our prayers for what we want or what we think is best. I'll read it again because it's, it's quite a long statement. True freedom and trusting God in our lives as Christians is found in the region beyond the place where we simply receive the answers we think we need, the answers we think we deserve, and we think are best for our lives. That's where true freedom and trusting God is all about. And it's this morning we're talking about if we trust. And um, it's only when we really understand that do we start to step into this area of trusting God in all circumstances. Even if this thing doesn't work out, God, I trust in you. Even if this thing doesn't work out the way I think it should, I still trust in you. And, and it's based on this fundamental, I'm oh, sorry, foundational uh, understanding about the kingdom of God and that the victory we already have in Christ, you know. That nothing in this life can really defeat us as Christians as we already have this eternal victory in Christ. That's the truth. And even when the facts and the circumstances and the situation don't seem to support that, God's truth, we need God's truth in our life, not just the facts. You see, the facts will say you've got a terminal illness. The truth of God's word says, I'm a healer. I'm the way, the truth, the life. You know, um, for you... The facts might say, well, humans can't walk on water. But the truth says, well, Peter walked on water and so did Jesus. You know, the facts will say uh, this person is dead, but the truth is God brings resurrection. Jesus brings resurrection in many stories in the Bible. And so we have to differentiate between the facts and the truth in our life and base our life on the truth of God. Um, okay. Okay. And you see, that's where we really enter the freedom we have in Christ. That's where we can really trust God in that space. That's when we we live this increased and abundant life of faith in God. Even if it doesn't work out, I'll trust you, God. Trusting God in our lives that we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And God is with you, At two or three gathered, he's in our midst, and he's with you this morning as he's with me, no matter what you're going through in this season. We're going to look at Daniel three one to start off here, here this morning. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler of, ba- ruler of Babylon, uh, he's made this huge gold statue, and, uh, and let's read about that, hey? King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. Now 90 feet is 30 meters. And if you know our church complex at all, it's actually 36 meters long. So just imagine we, we tipped up this whole building on its side. That's how big the statue was. It's huge. Let's keep reading. Daniel 3, verses 4 to 6. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, This is what you are commanded to do, O peoples, nations, and men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Okay, so, so he's serious about this. He, he, you know, he's made this rule. Anyone that doesn't bow down is going to be killed, basically. So he told that the whole kingdom, made everyone sure everyone knew. Um, uh, the music played. Everyone bowed down except for these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They stood tall in the midst of this um, decision. And when, God, when the king was told about these men, He was furious and he called them in and basically said, are you stupid or what? Why why don't you bow down? I'm sure you didn't understand. Maybe I'll give you one more chance. And when the music plays, bow down and worship, okay? And everything will be all right. So just compromise, just bow down, everything will be all right. Then we read Daniel 3, verses 15, the second part of it. If you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? You know, when we're in a tough situation and we make that initial stand for God or for good in our lives, it's really... um, The real challenge is the next level of temptation, the next challenge that comes along, the second chance, you know. because quite often then we, we recognise the full implications of what's going on, you know, and, and so we're, we're very open to temptation or to compromise and, or peer pressure or, or whatever that is. And so often we'll get fearful in that season. Now, the enemy loves to fan the flame of fear and intimidation. Now, what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Who are you kidding? You know, what were you thinking come on, compromise, it'll all be all right. Just, just, just bow down a little bit to this, this statue, it'll be all right. And, and that's exactly when we must be determined to stand strong in our lives. We must stand firm in our faith, in our convictions and our trust in our God. Right, particularly in that second phase when we get a, a chance to compromise. You know, for me I'll probably think, okay, well maybe if I just zip down on my knees quickly and jump back up, God won't care and we'll all be fine, I'll I'll have my life. But these young guys said, no, no, we are not going to compromise. See, the the real truth is these young guys had no clue about the outcome of this situation. They didn't know how this was going to work out, but they wouldn't compromise. And many times in our lives, uh, we get the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we feel like we need to stand firm somewhere in our lives, and then fear comes and uncertainty comes in and we, we start to compromise our stance and, oh, maybe it wasn't God and maybe it wasn't this. Maybe if I just do that, it won't matter And, and until it just dissolves our uh, completely and we, we succumb to that temptation or the easy way out. Let's look here what what Daniel 3 says, verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I love that. You see, our God is able, he is willing but even if he does not, we will not compromise. Daniel's friends trusted in God. And, and, and if we trust, we will increase in our lives, even when the circumstances suggest the opposite. Hmm. I'm going to quickly look at some of those traits out of that, that passage. Feel the traits of God's unchanging character and uh, that, that these young men trusted in. So we can also understand how we can trust in our God too. So they trust in God's ability to answer any prayer. The God we serve is able to save us. They, they camped on that. They stood on that. They stood firm in that. He, they understood that he was able to rescue them even from the flames. Now, maybe they were thinking, well, maybe the gas will run out and there won't be any flames or the king will change his mind or, or will be taken up to heaven or whatever that might look like. They, they didn't know what this was going to look like so that this threat could be avoided. But our God is able to do that, but also that he could rescue them from the midst of the flames, right in the middle of flames. They weren't sure how that could even be possible. He may uh, use the trial to transform us and make us more perfect in the process, right in the midst of the frame. God is able, his power sufficient, for any of, any of those things to happen to to intervene for those things we can trust in him that he is able the second thought they trust in god's willingness to answer their prayers and he will rescue us from your hand o king see god is and was extremely willing to be involved in their lives and in our lives and he wants can i can i say this to you he wants the best for you He wants the best for me. It may not look like it in the middle of those circumstances, in the middle of our fire. It may not seem that way, but he wants the best for you. Please understand that. Don't compromise in your life for second best. God's got a way forward for you, no matter what you're currently going through. He's actively working in the background, even if we can't see it, even if we can't feel it. We can trust that he is willing. And the third thought here this morning, they trust in God's goodness towards those who pray to him and know him. And these young men pleaded uh, for God's mercy in Daniel 2, that we looked at that last week. And, and God's goodness toward them was shown as they got an answer to that. But Daniel got an answer to the prayer about what the interpretation of the king's dream, what, dream was. And um, God's goodness is so much easier to see in hindsight. It's so much more difficult to see it in front of us, but we need to understand that what he's done in the past, he's going to do in the future. He'll do right now. And God works all things for the good of those that love him and called according to his purpose. And and we need to recall those things that he's done for us in our past to remember his goodness in our current circumstance. Even in the middle of chaos and trials, we, we can forget about God's goodness and And we will even say things like, "Well, where is God in all this? If God was good, why would he allow this to happen And I know we all ask those sorts of questions. I have definitely from time to time, but here 's the challenge um, you know to to live the increased life we 've got to camp on god 's word. we have to trust in god 's word. That He'll work all things for the good of those who love Him, called according to His purpose. We can trust in Him because if we don't, if we're waiting on the circumstances to to uh, encourage our, our trust, it, it ends up being bondage because we're waiting for something to happen before we can actually have trust and faith in our God. And it's small, and it's self focused, it's an immature faith that's dependent dependent on getting us getting our way, and that's not really trusting God. Genuine faith is when we trust God in the midst of difficult circumstances and uh, we trust in the character of God that he is good. You know, that takes maturity and remembering how God has has done good things for us in the past and he's come through for us in the past, not in the way that we expected very often. But uh, Proverbs 3, 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And can I read you, a, I found this version here this morning. Um, this is our message version. It's a beautiful version. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assho- assume that you know it all. Don't we seem to do that? Run to God, run from evil, your body will glow with health, your very bones will vibrate with life. I love that message version of that, the Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 8 that was. You know, but here's the stance. But even if he does not, even if he doesn't do what we thought he could or should do, we won't deny our God. We won't worship that idol. We won't bow down. Even if he doesn't rescue us from the furnace, we still trust in God's goodness. That is amazing. You know, this verse has spoken to me so many times over the years. I could tell you 20 times I've leaned on this verse because the truth is we need to lean on God's word. And there's so many times when we planned this church, you know, um, but even if God doesn't turn up, if people don't turn up, God, we're going to serve you. We're going to plant this church. You know, 18 years ago, we started this church. And that first Sunday, we didn't know who was going to turn up. And we just were determined, if it's only our family, we're just going to do church. We're going to do all the components of church. We're going to pray. We're going to have worship. We're going to preach. We're going to do an altar call. And we're going to do all the components of church, even if it's only us there. Now, thank goodness, thank God, that lots of people turn up that first week. You know, I think we had 84, 87 people or something like that the first Sunday it was just like, wow, this is amazing. I can tell you my heart was just pounding so much when we were waiting and the car started to drive in and it was just an amazing. But we had to camp on but even if he does not even if people don't show up, even if we feel like even we've gone to all this effort, all the expense, we've changed our life dramatically to plant this church, even if he does not, we're still doing what we feel like God's called us to. And it was the same when we bought this property, truthfully. Even if we lose our family home, even if, we, if God doesn't come through the way we think he should, we feel like it's God's will for us and so we're going to camp on that. And that's what we've got to do. You know, I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but maybe it might be even if I lose my job, Uh, even if my kids aren't behaving the way I hope they behave. You know, I'm praying for my kids, there's no change. Even if I'm not getting that answer to prayer, even if I'm praying for healing and it doesn't seem to be evident, you know, whether people get healed or not healed, you know, I'm going to trust in God no matter what is going on because we've got to trust he is able, We've got to trust that he is willing. We've got to trust that he is good. We are completely convinced and sold out that God wants the best outcome for each and every one of us, no matter what's going on in our life, regardless of the difficulties that we're currently going through. See, that's real trust. That's a trust that honours God. It's based in faith. And when we have that sort of trust, when we trust, we will live an increased life in God. And that's a deep trust. That's a life-changing trust. It changed the way we think about life. So it changes the way we we uh, get challenged by life. It changes the way we we intersect with life. And uh, you know, Isaiah thirty verse fifteen. This is Isaiah quotes God's words to us here: "In quietness and in trust is your strength." So it doesn't have to be an outward boldness necessarily. Even though that that's good. It can be in quietness and trust is your strength, God. Full of trust, faith-filled, not controlled by earthly circumstances. We're fully convinced that worshipping God alone is the very best option for us, no matter what the consequences. And, uh, you know, each one of us will face fiery trials. Each one of us will face our own storm, our own fire. And... uh, there will be a testing. No matter if you haven't been tested yet, it's coming. It I just will. And uh, God works in that. You know, um, he, he responds to that. In fact, it's an opportunity for the dross. Now, there's a scripture that talks about silver in, in the Bible. It talks about the dross being uh, refined out of the silver so it can be pure. And he can do that for your life. And so on the fire, the test will lead us to increase in our life uh, as long as we respond how God wants us to respond, if we trust. And it'll never seem like the right thing in the time. It'll never seem like the common sense response to a situation. But it's in God we've got to trust. We've got to trust in his word. We've got to trust in his Holy Spirit's promptings and guidings. And we've got to trust in, 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 in what we sense God is saying to us. You know, even Jesus said, you know, (laughs) on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, even Jesus got to that point. But then we read on just a little bit further. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You see, it's okay to feel that way, but it's not okay to stay in that place. We have to have a faith and trust, not on our feelings, not on the circumstances, even when we feel like God's forsaken us, but in you, Lord, I still trust you know, and, and truthfully, you know who's watching this this morning we don't know, but we don't know what you're going through right now. you know it could be a crisis and a fire in your world that might be you know it could be a divorce, could be a job loss, death of a family member or a close person in your in, your, in a circle, a, a, a cancer diagnosis um, you know, a wayward child, a car accident, an inability to get pregnant, uh, a, a real deep desire to want to be married and the right person hasn't come along so you feel unfulfilled and, and don't rush into that. God's got his best for you here this morning. Maybe even just something as simple as you, you feel dry and, and you've lost your joy in the Lord in this season. But it's not just the normal trials of life. And and the the fire, we'll question ourselves, we'll question God, and we'll question even the church, and we'll discover that maybe our faith, our normal faith, doesn't work, appear to work in those sorts of trials, and uh, we don't know what God's doing, we don't know where He's going, we don't understand it, but we need to understand that He is at work, even though we don't see it, even though we don't feel it, He will bring you through the fire, He'll bring you through to the other side. And that's when we really know we are trusting in God no matter what the circumstances. You know, I'm finishing up now and and, uh, let me paraphrase um, Daniel 3 verses 19 to 23 and I'll read 24 to 30, I think. So there's three Hebrew boys that are thrown in this furnace and it would have been heated up to seven times hotter than usual, we're told. So hot that the soldiers... that they throwing the, the uh, Hebrew boys in, got killed in the process of that. And uh, in verse 24, I'll read this section. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around the fire, unbound, unharmed. and The fourth looks like a son of God's. Now there's one verse that says the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps and the prefects and the governors and their royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched. There was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the God's, comm- uh, sorry, king's commands and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, listen to this, Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. You see, our God is able, He is willing, He is good. But unless we trust in Him, we'll never truly know the full extent of His love for each of us. We'll never really understand the promises He has for us. We'll never really see the miracles and the increase that our God wants to bring in our lives. If we trust, we'll live increased lives. Let me pray to finish here this morning, if that's okay. Father, we thank you, God, that you are with each and every one of us, that you want the best for each and every one of us, Lord, that we can trust in you, we can trust in your word, we can trust in that you're with us in the fires of life, God, and that even though we don't know how this is going to work out, God, you've got a way. You've got a way. There's freedom in trusting in you, God. And here this morning, Lord, there there may be people that are are watching on or listening to this that really don't know you. Or maybe they've made a decision to follow you at some stage, but somehow they've got overwhelmed by the problems of life. Well, here this morning is an opportunity to get right with God. If that's you here this morning, there's a little button on our screen that will come up in a minute. Press on that. Let us know that you've made a decision to follow Jesus. And we'd love to, to contact you and, and, and get to know who you are and help you grow in this process. God, we thank you for those people right now that are, are deciding to do that, Lord. We thank you for salvation, God. We know there's a party going on in heaven every time one person makes that decision, Lord. And it's the best decision we ever make in our lives. God, we want to give you honour and glory, God. We want to trust you in all circumstances. We pray that in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's been fantastic to be with you. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you again, here again next Sunday, 10.30. Thanks for being with us. Bye.